Welcome to the Better Doctor Project podcast, where we link healthcare providers of all specialties to help us grow and learn from each other to be that much better for our patients. We sit down and talk about the fun things, the big and bright ideas, and we go over tons of practice tips and occasionally cover some pretty scandalous topics. Join us every episode to keep growing to become the best provider you can be. Let's get started. Today's episode is sponsored by The Smart Chiropractor and their new book called The Payday Practice. So I'm sure you guys have heard of people like Seth Godin, Gary Vaynerchuk, and Tim Ferriss. How do you think they would build a chiropractic practice? The answer is in The Payday Practice, a brand new book by Dr. Jeff Langmaid and Dr. Jason Deitch. This new book will show you exactly how to cover your monthly expenses in one day, every single month, guaranteed. That's huge. Whether you want to cover your monthly expenses for your physical practice or create a digital healthcare practice for the future, this book is your blueprint for building it, launching it, and growing it. Get your free copy today at www.thepaydaypractice.com. Their step-by-step guide to financial freedom will show you how to, one, set your dreams, visions, and goals using their financial freedom formula. Two, build a health tribe of people who are engaged and ready to go all in with your business. Three, create an irresistible membership offer for your clients and patients. And four, launch and sell out your membership in the next 30 days. The Payday Practice will show you the exact step-by-step process that you can use to generate monthly recurring revenue in your practice. Get your free copy today at www.thepaydaypractice.com. That's www.thepaydaypractice.com. I already got mine, guys, so it's your turn next. I also recommend checking out The Smart Chiropractor on Facebook and also their Instagram page, which is at The Smart Chiro, for more amazing knowledge to take your practice to the next level. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Better Doctor Project. We are still in our Enneagram series, and we're actually going to be chatting with a type four today. Um, So I would like to welcome Erin Gable. She is an ICU and ER travel nurse. So thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So let's dive in a little bit into your background first. So tell us about what you're doing right now professionally, how you got there, and what you're doing as a healthcare professional. Um, So currently I'm working as a ICU travel nurse in South Oregon. Um, I have been a nurse since about 2017, um, doing usually ICU or step down. Um, I did a little bit of like primary care for a little bit and then went back to the ER the past year. You've obviously seen a lot in the last five years. (laughs) It's been a little busy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I, so I also graduated in 2017 and, you know, you got to see a little bit of normalcy before a lot of the healthcare world changed. And I I don't know if that's better or some of the nurses who are graduating, you know, in 2020, I mean, what do you think in terms of everything that's going on? Do you think having the pre and post was helpful? I think just knowing that like what normalcy looks like, because I think coming into a pandemic set everybody up kind of for failure, just not in a, not in a, I don't know. That probably sounds bad, but just how chaotic and like pretty bad it was for a while. Um, but I think it was nice for me personally to have like the reminder that like 
at some point we will hopefully go back to more normal or normalize what we've been going through so that, I don't know, it's not, it doesn't seem so bad. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad you, you know what pre and post look like. Cause I think that does help. <laughs> so let's dive into the Enneagram a little bit. So you're obviously a type four. Did you know about the Enneagram test a long time ago? How did you kind of stumble upon it? Um, my sister had sent it to me. Um, so one of my sisters sent it to me a few years ago and we all kind of did like a quick test and talked about it a little bit. Um, and I thought it was really cool because there were things that I had never talked to anyone else about before that had popped up on there. Um, that kind of didn't make me feel like I was so crazy (laughs) as I thought I might've been. (laughs) that's why I love the Instagram pages because people can relate to one another and you're like, Oh wow. You have that thought in the back of your head too. So do I, right. (laughs) That's awesome. Were you shocked by your number or did you kind of expect it once you started diving in? Um, I think at first I, you know, obviously you don't really know what it means, um, or how it can help you learn or like know yourself better or kind of things that, I don't know, just kind of help you get through the day or like certain situations. Um, I think that some things that were hard for me were like how a four is usually stereotyped as like someone who's like a lot more emotional and depressed, which is like definitely true for me a lot, but a lot of it isn't as, you know what I mean? Like, obviously there's variations to it. Um, but I definitely thought it was interesting kind of seeing, um, how accurate it was. Yeah. And so normally what we do at the beginning of these episodes, I like to just read a little snippet from the Enneagram Institute, just in case our listeners aren't too aware as to what a four is. Um, So it is called the individualist. Um, They're known for being more self-aware, sensitive at times, and sometimes reserved. They're emotionally honest, usually creative and pretty personal. Sometimes a four can also be moody and self-conscious though. Um, The fear of a type four is that they will not have personal significance, but their number one desire and motivator in life is to find themselves and create an identity, which I love. I think that is one of the coolest things out of all of these types. Um, So they basically want to be really expressive. And I thought it was really fun when you look at some of the celebrities that are type fours, they're all the most creative people out there. I mean, we're talking about people, oh, definitely. Like, yeah, people like Johnny Depp. I mean, doesn't get much more creative than that. Um, lots of actors, lots of artists, which I, I just really, really loved. Now, as a healthcare provider, what do you think while being a type four has been the most beneficial for you? Um, I think as you mentioned, just like the emotional honesty and something for me that's like very true is like, I don't do very surface level conversations. Well, like I think they're awkward and uncomfortable to be like, Oh, well, how was your weekend or things yeah. like that? When I like, I'm that person that people for some reason tell all their secrets to mm-hmm. and tell me very personal, you know, like deep conversations. And I love that. So being a nurse that has been like, I love having that relationship with my patients and their family because there's so many times that other people are sugarcoating things or kind of avoiding a conversation where I'd rather dig into it and help support them and get them through difficult times instead of being like, we'll talk about that another time or I'll, you know, I'll ask the doctor about that. I'm like, 
well, I know, let me talk to you about it. You know? (laughs) Yeah. I'm sure patients appreciate realism. I mean, especially in today's world when they can go on Google and look up whatever. I mean, people have limited time now. They don't really want to be, you know, the beating around of the bush. They want to know everything right away. And if you can tell them, why not? (laughs) Right. Awesome. So on the flip side, is there anything that you think is something that's hard as a healthcare provider when it comes to type four? Is there anything that you have to kind of watch? Like, okay, this is the kind of patient that might not like this personality characteristic. Is there something I should change? Or is there something that you work on often? Um, I guess like two things, like one of them is I, um, like can be super self-conscious. So like in certain situations or like with certain patients, I don't know why, but like I instantly either get like my guard up or I feel uncomfortable and there's no reason for it. Or I feel like I have to like put on a show, you know what I mean? Um, and then the other part is like, um, like having that emotional guard because I can be very sensitive to certain situations and like my emotions can be very overwhelming. So a lot of times I feel like I just kind of put up that wall so that I don't really feel anything at work. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Just trying to like not let my emotions come through at all. Do you think that's probably helpful in ER and ICU just because of the nature of the beast? Oh, I'm sure it is to a point like, (laughs) Just yeah. try not to like, you know, your patient's dying and their family's freaking out. It's the last thing they need is somebody crying in the corner who's overwhelmed. That is exactly so. why I couldn't do it. <laughs> like I am, I just couldn't. Right? Um, and so one of my best friends, she's actually an ER nurse here in Michigan. And I, like literally the worst thing can be happening medically, personally, whatever. And she's just calm and composed. I mean, brain guts could be coming out of every orifice possible and she is calm and composed. And I'm like, you picked the exact <laughs> specialty that you were meant to be in. I mean, you guys are rock right? literally. And I've never, I'm, I love that you brought that up because I can totally see how a type four would be excellent in that situation. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, when I was reading about this, I was kind of thinking like what strengths would a four have? And I think that a lot of people don't associate like a type four with healthcare because everyone does say it's like more creative and more, you know, like artsy. And I personally am not like an artistic person at all. So it was kind of funny when I was thinking about it. I'm like, it's definitely very opposite of what you would expect. Interesting. I wonder if you, I don't know, maybe you know this, but maybe you're more of a four, four wing three then. Yeah, I am. Okay. That makes more sense. And this is why the wings are so important too. (laughs) Right. So to some of our listeners uh, who either know that they already are a type four, or maybe they're listening to this and they're like, wow, maybe I am this type. What would you recommend to them on ways to be a stronger healthcare provider? Are there any resources that you've liked during your journey as a student and now a nurse? Um, are there are there things out there that can help them be more comfortable with patients or or just take this type and run with the strengths that come with it? I think something that really helped me like learning more about the Enneagram and the strengths and also kind of like your weaknesses was just like truly understanding them and understanding who like yourself and like how you react to certain things. Um, Especially like, you know, like the core desire and core fears. Um, I feel like that was just really good to understand. I don't feel like there's a lot of information or 
I don't know, like things like geared to help or like teach you better in healthcare towards that. I think that it's helped me a lot with like interpersonal relationships with people at work where I can kind of identify just, um, I don't know, like, for example, um, a type eight for me sometimes can be a little overwhelming um, just because they are very blunt and straightforward and a little bit over the top. And that's one of my sisters. And I just have a hard time with that. It just is, it's too much. Like, I'm like, you need to settle down a little bit. So at work, I feel like there's times where it's like that. Or like a lot of nurses are type, I think are type ones, probably. Very like black and white, very type A. And I think that has been just kind of like helping me understand work better with people around me, if anything. Yeah. No, I love that. I love the reminder too, that it's not just about learning your own type, but having just like the basic understanding of the rest workplace is it's huge. I mean, so I don't know if you had a chance to listen to it yet, but our intro episode for the Enneagram series, Enneagram Ashton actually came on. So Ashton Whitmore. Oh, did she? Yeah. And she was amazing. So check that out if you can, but she, so she came on and explained all of the types. And then the biggest thing that she said was that the Enneagram test is different than all personality tests because it looks at what motivate people in life, not exactly are their behaviors. So when it comes to something like a healthcare provider, you know, maybe a one jumps out as like a good person to be in healthcare. But in reality, she said every single type can be whatever they want to be, as long as they pull their strengths and pull what makes them a better provider in within that type. And that's when I really realized, because at first I was trying to think, you know, like which type would fit better in which specialty. And she kind of like told me to back off. She's like, you don't understand. Like every type can be whatever they want to be we're all different. The only thing that makes us the same within a type is what motivates us in life. So I thought that was pretty cool. Cause I had my mind set like, Oh, type ones are surgeons. Oh, type twos are people like L and D nurses. Right. But it, it makes so much sense. Like you just said, you know, you're a type four, but you're not exactly like all the other type fours. Like the creativity part. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely. It's just interesting when you meet other people that are like either I have a friend that's a type four and she's a photographer and she's very, you know, like she's a lot more artistic and more creative. And, but it's like interesting, like the similarities of like kind of where we overlap versus where we are different. So I think it's really interesting to see that. Have you been able to pinpoint small hints of types within your patients too, maybe that help you make some decisions? I feel like I gravitate more towards like certain types or I feel more comfortable certain types like I said, I don't know why, but like ones and eights to me, I, I don't know why, but it's like that personality can be very difficult just for me personally. Cause I feel like, um, maybe they're a little more emotionally guarded and don't touch that as often. Or I feel like I have a sister who's a three, um, my husband's a five, which is a little bit difficult, but, um, <laughs> and then like sevens, I, I feed off of like seven's energy interesting because they're like i think that like i can be very spontaneous and i love that so when there's like somebody that's also like that i feel like i feed off that energy better but sometimes like some of those uh not harsher but just like a little you know that other personality type i feel like makes me feel more uncomfortable and kind of like retreat back into myself 
Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, ones and eights are obviously completely different to me than a four. So I'm not too shocked. And, you know, for whatever reason, everybody loves type sevens. My husband's a type seven. Oh, is he? Oh, That's yeah. so funny. Oh, yeah. And trust me, he will remind you of it. <laughs> like, he, know, <laughs> he knows that they are like the one type that everybody loves just because they're they're literally always a good time, like no matter what the situation. And obviously, even when we don't want to, we are drawn to that. You know, we're drawn to happiness. We're drawn to that positivity. So I think it keeps it fun. Uh, Before we wrap up, I just wanted to get your last couple thoughts on some resources. It it sounds like, I mean, you, you clearly know a lot about the other types too, which is great. What specifically would you recommend for our listeners to check out to learn more about all of the types? What's helped you? Any Instagram pages or books or websites? Um, I don't know what it's called, but I had got like some different type books for my sisters for Christmas nice. and I kind of read them a little bit cause you know, I feel like want to understand them better, like have better relationships with them. Um, and then of course, sometimes all the Instagram people that post all the Enneagrams have such good information. And, um, I think obviously you read more about the ones that you're interested in. So like I usually read about mine or my husband's or, yeah you know, things like that. So there's definitely some types that I feel like I haven't paid much attention to. Um, yeah, but I think, I think those have been like pretty important or like where I had done a test, walked through kind of where you correlate or like where you go in stress or like when you're doing better, basically like different traits. So I read a little bit about those because it seemed applicable to me. Yeah, definitely. And like Enneagram Ashton says, I mean, the best thing you can do is to dive in deeper because you can't just take one test and be like, oh, I'm definitely that. Um, it's amazing. My husband thought he was a three for the longest time. And then when he finally dove in, he realized he was a seven. And from, you know, from far away, they look so similar. And then when you get to the core, you're, you, they couldn't even be more different. <laughs> right, right. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show to chat about Enneagram type four. We'll be linking tons of information in the show notes for our listeners. Cause sometimes you listen to these episodes and you can kind of get the gist of that. You might be thinking you're in a type four. So if that's you definitely tune into our show notes, take a look at all the resources and follow up, see if it really resonates with you. And Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Hey, thanks for listening. To learn more, find us on Instagram or Facebook at Better Doctor Project or check out our website, betterdoctorproject.com. Don't forget to leave us a review and share us with a friend. It helps us reach more healthcare providers who are also striving to make an impact. Thanks again. See you next time.